pumped for, for the next bull market. It's great that we are in beer because I can I can tell you it's the best moment to build. Um, you you don't have that much noise um, and you can really talk to your customers because when the bull uh, it's especially um, in in the staking market that um, that that we go wild and sometimes uh, decorrelated of of your own success. Hey everybody, Tanner here with Wagner Ventures. On today's episode, we have Laszlo Zabo, co-founder and CEO of Kiln. For anyone who's new, this is the Wagner Ventures podcast where we do snapshots with interesting founders from across Web3. Check out wagnerventures.io to learn more about the syndicate behind the podcast. But for now, let's get into it with Laszlo from Kiln. All right. Hey, everybody. I'm here today with Laszlo hey. Zabo, co-founder and CEO of Kiln. Laszlo, how's it going today? Yeah, very well, Tanner. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time. I know we've got a lot to chat about, and uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a great conversation. So maybe to get started, could you could you just tell us a little bit about your story and what brought you to what you're building at Kiln? Yeah, um, so I was an entrepreneur in my life. Um, I did um, hospitality school, so nothing related to uh, to crypto attack. Launched the first tech recruitment company in 2015, and I discovered Bitcoin just um, a little bit prior to that because I met uh, when I was um, you know in hospitality. I met someone in Tokyo called Adam Treadman, was the CEO of BRD Wallet. Uh, now it's it's kind of a Coinbase Wallet because uh, has been bought by by Coinbase, and at the time he explained me uh, Bitcoin. Um, 2014, um, and then we had a friend at Consensus 2016 that explained me Ethereum, the smart contracts. Uh, I invested in Ethereum in 2016, and then ICOs in 2017. And at the end of the year, I was like, okay, I need to spend my uh, full time uh, into the blockchain crypto space. So because I came from the HR background, I launched the first background check protocol on chain. So I would certify uh, CVs and diplomas. And and then you know um, quickly I realized that the the space needed some infrastructure tools to um, push proof of concept to go in production 2019 uh, 20 right so launch our first uh, node as a service platform and and we we pretty much focusing on in on staking and institutional staking since um, since 2020. Yeah. Love it. Okay, so. You guys have a variety of products, but as for the company itself, how do you describe what Kiln is building? Um, yeah, that's a very good question. So we were running validators in the beginning. And from running validators for clients, um, either Lido, um, Ledger, Binance US, we, we realized that um, you know, most of the large uh, crypto players in the space, uh, they would like to offer staking to the clients um, in a very simple way um, on 10 different protocols and um, spreading sometimes, you know, either retail or um, institutions, they would like to spread their stake on different validators. So that's um, kind of what we're building. We're building aggregators that makes uh, custodians, exchanges, wallets to offer staking on uh, different protocols in a matter of days and this is validator agnostic um, very cool okay awesome very cool so i can already tell i have a ton to ask you about 
you know, what you guys are building and, and even your journey so far. But maybe before we really dig in, could you talk about that earliest, uh, that earliest node your team rolled out, how you decided to work on that? And, and maybe too, like some of the unlocks back then that kind of became possible with that initial quote unquote product. Right. Yeah. We, so um, prior to staking, we we're doing not as a service. And in 2020, um, one of my friend, um, Michael, the CEO of Pocket Network, maybe, maybe you'd heard of, of Pocket Network, um, came to Paris. We did an event together at ETHCC, the Ethereum Community Conference in Paris, and COVID hit, and he asked us to launch his network, right? So to launch validators, um, staking nodes for his investors. Uh, that in, invested in the ICO um, 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 of the of the network. So that's that's what we did. That was our kind of first staking product, running validators for uh, pocket investors, pocket network investors. Um, and then we we decided, you know, Ethereum um, being pure proof of stake um, would be kind of our next evidence bet, running validators for. So we worked with Lido and, and other customers. And our first, I would say, um, meaningful product was an API that would launch um, Ethereum validator automatically. Uh, that was great. Uh, but then, you know, we, we realized um, that we, we needed to be on other protocols. So we, we started running validators on, on Solana, Near, Polkadot, and all these chains. Um, and, and some of our clients, custodians and exchanges, they needed uh, automation. Um, so they, they needed a staking API on all these protocols so that when you are on Binance US, you click on a button staking Solana, uh, it happens automatically um, with the security of a B2B custodian to attach five blocks, for example. Um, and, and, and part of, part of this, that product would, would also give the right data. Oh, you have staked your assets. Now you're going to earn uh, this amount of soul per day per blocks. So that's ConConnect, right? It's a, it's a it's a SDK that wraps um, staking automation through um, the major custodians and giving the right data uh, through um, a rewards API. Um, and and then we, we kind of um, did the same on on Ethereum, right? It's pretty complex to stake on ETH today uh, because it's batches of 32 ETH. It's not a dele delegated protocol. So um, if you want to stake any amount, you have to go to Lido or um, Liquid Collective, um, that's a, a consortium um, that we, we launched as well uh, with Kraken Coinbase, but it's liquid staking, right? So you, there's no way, no very, no simple way to stake any amount of ETH um, if you are on Ledger or if you are um, on any of these self-hosted wallets. So we, we launched uh, another protocol on-chain where it's a smart contract. You can stake any amount of ETH in one transaction um, it's, it could be pulled, and, and then we automate the rewards on-chain. Um, so yeah, you, you, and these can on-chain and can connect are again um, validator agnostic. So you can you can pretty much see that as like an aggregation product that push um, our um, customers to offer staking easily and and, and to spread um, the stake across multiple providers. So that the network um, stays decentralized and um, our clients um, spread their risk. Love it. Super interesting. Okay, so one thing I found really interesting and, and wanted you to unpack a little bit was uh, maybe some of the foundational philosophy behind Kiln as a Web3 organization. So like on the website, there's actually this really kind of interesting blend of sort of 
the technical empowerment of what you're building and what it enables, and then also kind of some of the ideology of Web3 seamlessly kind of interwoven. Like the line, uh, there's a line from the website, staking is a core primitive of this new world by enabling asset owners to use their stake to secure the network and earn a yield doing so. Staking preserves decentralization and provides returns. It is the internet bond. So I guess just taking a step back, I'd love to learn a little more about how you think about those interplays between your products and the bigger picture of what Web3 is about. Right. Um, I mean, if you, if you look at Web3 today, um, most of the you know, Web3 protocols, um, so everything that is not really Bitcoin, right? Web3 uh, relies on, on, on smart contract platform today um, is proof of stake protocols. Um, and what is proof of stake is the fact of uh, bounding uh, some of your native uh, protocol assets uh, at the protocol level, um, secure it, validate transaction, and in exchange, getting the rewards that comes from uh, the inflation and the fees everyone using the network are paying stakers in a way. So, we, yeah, we, we think it's the first and the safest yield in crypto. Um, that's why we call it the Internet bond. Um, because, you know, if, if you look at traditional economies, um, treasury bonds would pretty much run traditional economies and, and would be the lowest um, uh, risk rates, the, the risk-free rates that you could, fu- you could find. And, and staking is, is um, I would say, a um, pretty good comparison to, um, to what t- treasury bonds are in traditional economies uh, to crypto. So um, I, I guess that that's what it means. Um, then again, um, you know, another way to see see that um, is that, for example, staking doesn't have counterparty risk, but at least your counterparty is Ethereum or is Solana. Um, if you look at um, FTX that collapsed and Domino's effect was Genesis that, that that came afterwards, you could think that in in that case the counterparties were centralized company uh, run um, in in an opaque way um, with people that don't didn't really know uh, what they were doing um, that that it's it's going to hardly happen in staking again because if you believe in ethereum if you believe in solana if you believe in decentralization um, you uh, would believe in the counterparty um, yeah I, I hope that um, that, that's clear enough. Um, and, and if you, and maybe last but not least, you know, um, staking comes before DeFi. Uh, it's not DeFi. It can become DeFi with liquid staking token uh, and and liquid staking protocol. Uh, so I would say, um, you know, as core primitive of Web three, you have staking first, and then DeFi <laughs> comes on top. Um, it's not the same risk, but um, both are decentralized, core primitive. Uh, yields um, that um, comes with uh, transparency. Love it. Yeah. Okay. So let's go back to the beginning. Uh, what were some of the early challenges, and and how did you and your team think about solving for them? Yeah. Um, in 2018, one of the main challenge is that it was hard for a developer to put a, a nap from a proof of concept or an MVP, uh, minimum viable products into production. Um, so that, that's why we, we did um, Node as a Service, um, our PC endpoint tools, um, so that these apps, dApps, could uh, go into production. Then in 2019, you know, we realized, uh, 
okay, maybe staking was 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 a thing because if you are an exchange, um, you would like to offer staking to users in addition to I don't know centralized lending when when they want to get yield. Um, and 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 now yeah, the, the big thing is like how do we make staking automated, on chain, and decentralized? Um, and that's I have to tell you that's that's quite hard to do, uh, right? I can imagine, um, yeah. Yeah, got it. Super interesting. Okay, so uh, kind of similar question here. What's what stood out as most surprising in your work of building Kiln? Where you know the past five years have been a total roller coaster in Web three, right? So I'm curious what's what's jumped out as most interesting or surprising along the journey so far. Right. Um, I mean, you know, because I entered the space in 2017, I kind of seen uh, the ICO, um, then DeFi was like mind-blowing, I have to say, uh, and these a new wave of adapters coming through NFTs and uh, didn't foreseeably understand the entailing t- technology, but they don't have to, right? So that was quite um, impressive. But in, in our... Um, in our industry, in the staking industry, um, obviously the Ethereum merge, that was quite a big thing. Um, switching from proof of work to proof of stake, um, you know, our team um, just concentrates um, quite uh, an interesting uh, share of the validation power of Ethereum. And uh, we, we worked, um, yeah, day and night to um, to make sure um, you know our infrastructure was ready, uh, we were um, running MEV on testnet, uh, then MEV on, on mainnet. Um, so yeah, that that's quite exciting. Um, and and I have to say, in yeah, in, in the coming features of our different products could combine uh, NFT, could combine DeFi. So um, the the different revolutions that uh, we have seen uh, happening this the past um, uh, three five years, yeah. Super interesting. Yeah, I, I definitely want to touch on that kind of what you're excited about in a little bit. But, um, you know, maybe, maybe as the next question, I'm, I'm curious, could you talk us through a little bit some of the most frequently misunderstood aspects of what Kiln is doing, where, you know, I noticed the website has a pretty comprehensive FAQ that covers a ton of great questions people might ask, but I'm, I'm kind of especially curious where the aha moments tend to happen for the various types of organizations you work with, whether custodians or exchanges, treasury managers, wallets, etc. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess one main um, misunderstanding is, is by the word staking itself, right? <laughs> a, a lot of our customers, uh, or at least um, new customers coming into the space, they would tend to um, mix staking and uh, liquidity providing or liquidity mining. Um, so basically, the staking yield that happens at the core protocol level and uh, DeFi. Um, because staking is also used if you, I don't know, stake your assets on Aave and you, you get a yield in return. So that's very important to um, differentiate the two. Um, then if, if you look at our website, uh, I hope we explain our different suite of products and explain that we, we're not only running validators. Uh, we are a technology and infrastructure provider that enables a multi-provider future. So we run our own uh, nodes, we run our node va- own validators, but we also aggregate other staking providers. Again, because it makes the, the network more decentralized and it spread the risk for our clients. Love it. Yeah, super interesting. 
Okay, so specifically, what are you most excited about as you look down the next few years building at Kiln, both kind of in the industry writ large and also for for your particular work? Right. Um, so, yeah, if, if you look um, at the past five years, uh, we've seen industry ICOs, DeFi, NFTs, proof of stake. Um, you know, there, there's many uh, other exciting um category of the industry that, that uh, I look closely at to like maybe um, obviously MEV uh, um, or the next wave of, of innovation. Um, then I'm pumped for, for the next bull market. It's great that we are in beer because I can I can tell you it's the best moment to build. Um, you, you don't have that much noise um, and you can really talk to your customers because when the bull uh, it's especially um, in, in the staking market, that um, that that we go wild and sometimes uh, decorrelated of, of your own success. Um, this being said, we we've seen a lot of institutional adoption in the space, um, even in these troubled times. Either tried five banks or um, large uh, asset managers and so forth. So so that's that's also very exciting. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm also very excited about. Um, the, the different features that will we'll launch in the coming months. Yeah, super interesting. Okay, so uh, maybe one last question on what you guys are building. So what were some of the earliest insights about customers that helped you build a differentiated offering that, that was meeting kind of these legitimate felt needs? It sounds like it was kind of in some early conversations with uh, folks you ended up working with. Um, but I'm curious what insights sort of drove those. Yeah, um, so several pain points. If you look at Kiln Connect, so that uh, automates staking on uh, 10 different protocols, um, give you the right data and validate agnostic. There's, there's different pain points there, right? If you were an exchange in 2019, 2020, 2021, um, you would literally have a person that every day would stake all of these the the, the assets of uh, the exchange customers through a nano manually on a dashboard or even manually um, via a public key of a validator so it, uh, it was pretty much manual um, what kiln connect brings is that it automates everything through five blocks uh, through uh, bitgo or ledger enterprise um, so so automation is a, is a big thing uh, also the, the data um, it was quite hard still hard to, to get the right data in point uh, in time then if you look at on-chain it was not possible to stake your eth from a ledger um you know from a self-hosted wallet i don't know uh, either uh, it's still not possible to do it from metamask from coinbase wallet from trust wallet um instead of just using lido right so there's lido out there uh, but you don't have a way to stake directly your assets um, without being um, linked or uh, at risk of a liquid staking token. So that's that's kind of what OnChain is doing is like, okay, you want to use Lido, great product, uh, will bring you liquidity and a liquid staking token. Um, you don't want to have a liquid staking token, you just want to stake any amount of ETH from your MetaMask or Coinbase wallet or Ledger. Um, um, uh, you're going to be able to do that with OnChain. Um, so yeah, that's um, that's um, a second, maybe the, the last but not not least um, product that will will launch in the coming future is that n right now you can from a let if you have a Ledger Nano you you can uh, 
stake batches of 32 ETH on the Ledger Live and will very soon emit mint an NFT so that you have your validator um, as you know represented as an NFT and you, and you could do whatever you want with it. You can you could you could maybe sell it on security market. You could use it as a collateral. Uh, so your validator itself is becoming an NFT. That's um, that's a pretty exciting feature that will launch very soon. Yes, super interesting. Okay, so you guys have seen some remarkable traction thus far. As kind of one rep- representative fact for the listeners, uh, uh, Kiln's share of all ETH staked is uh, about 2.1%, I believe. And you guys recently concluded raising a Series A, so congratulations on that. Um, my question is, how do you feel about this traction thus far, especially as you kind of reflect on what, what I have to imagine are some hopes and aspirations at the beginning of, of what Kiln could become? Right. Yeah, we, I guess because of the merge, um, because of um, the recent event with FTX um, and, you know, showing that centralized lending is not the best yield in the market if you are an exchange or custodian to offer to your customers and, and staking might be, the, might be the answer or DeFi as well. Uh, we haven't um, received as much traction as uh, in the last month and a half. So uh, since, since everything happened. Uh, again, because staking is the safest yield in market, and also because we we are connecting to self custody solutions, and a lot of uh, funds flow from from exchanges to self custodians. Uh, this being said, we we announced a partnership with Ledger, uh, with Binance US, and we will announce um, many more partnership in the future. Two point one percent is our. Um, Validation power on Ethereum that might increase because we are still running the validators, but um, um, at some point we will we'll push our um, aggregation technology um, so that even other validator provider can can use it, uh, simplify um, access for staking for users, and um, keep the network decentralized. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. So two last questions here for you. Uh, first question. What is your most generalizable advice for founders building in the Web3 space, kind of based on your, your, kind of your path thus far? Right. The first one, the main one, I've been through 2018-19. That's the bear market. Don't get depressed by, by the bear market. Um, keep <laughs> building. Um, what changed from 2018 and 19 is that now there's a lot of money in the space. Um, a lot of crypto VCs and and uh, obviously, obviously, what me ventures is a very good example. Um, are still investing, which is great. And you know, if you get funding, don't get depressed because it's hard to find revenue and uh, to find maybe the right feedback uh, for clients. Because if you do find the right products during bear market, I can tell you that your comp- your company is gonna you know have like a massive growth during the next bull. Um, so, so, I, so that's the first one. Um, don't don't be depressed. Uh, bull will cut, will hit again, and uh, and and that's part of our uh, of our industry. That's part of our business. Um, then, yeah, I would say um, 
you know, try to uh, meet as many people in the space. It's evolving so fast. Um, try to stay open, uh, to learn as many things because um, on any business, there, there's many uh, interconnection, right? We, we were building validators. We're now doing a smart contract and, and maybe we'll, we'll launch NFTs. Um, and from staking, we, we might go to DeFi in the future. So um, yeah, just be uh, very open to any innovation that will come. Love it. Okay. So Laszlo, last question. What is your team working on right now and what's the best way for people to follow along the journey? Yep. Um, our two main pain points are staking aggregators. So it's basically um, uh, indexers that will index the consensus layer data for customers so that you know in point in time in a valid agnostic way, how much are you earning when you stake your your, your soul, your near, your ETH, uh, or any other uh, proof of stake assets? Um, that's quite hard to do uh, in um, uh, engineering manner, I would say. So, and the second is uh, pooling. So um, you can now through the Ledger Live, for example, stake batches of thirty-two ETH in a non-custodial way, um, and you will be able to stake any amount at Q1. That's another. Um, main challenge to solve got it okay and then uh where can people connect with you guys follow along what uh what you guys are building yep um we are available on twitter um linkedin um we you can see where uh which events we we attend to we usually attend to like eight to uh, 12 events a year um everywhere in the world so kiln.fi slash events and you can look at our blog as well. Uh, that is like a business, but also very technical uh, at kiln.fi uh, slash blog. Perfect. All right, Laszlo, thank you so much for the time. This was a super interesting look and I'm really excited for what you guys are building and where things are going to go uh, here and in the coming months. So thank you so much for the time and have a great rest of your week. Thank you so much for having me, Tanner. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye.